0: I was telling JJ before we got to this interview that it's almost impossible to get someone's Nifla soup recipe. It's always, you know, do this until it looks like that. It feels like this. Somehow, Carmen pulled off finding all of these good German-Russian recipes and put them all in a book for you so you don't have to try to watch someone and take notes anymore. <laughs> Carmen, welcome to KFTO Radio. Well, thank you,
1: Amy. I'm happy to be here.
0: And this... Gutis Essen, am I saying that right? Very, very good job there. Yes. Okay, Gutis Essen. Gutis right. Essen, good eating in German-Russian country is the cookbook, and it's a collaboration between you um, at Tri County Tourism Alliance. And tell us about this passion project.
1: Well, um, it started off. Our first book was um, or is uh, Evagasats, and. What happened was I was having a conversation with my dear friend um, Sue Belcom, and um, we were talking about the Tri County Tourism Alliance and our our vision and and our mission is to promote and preserve the heritage and culture of the Germans from Russia, and we would like to see people come and visit us and and um, learn more about German Russian history. Anyway, um, we were talking about that and her one of her her passions, and she has many. She's a, a multi-talented artist and and uh, journalist and foodie. Um, she said, you know, she was working on a recipe book of her family, or not a recipe book. First, she started with just kind of a, a family history and and um, the background of her aunts and uncles and cousins, and so it's kind of complicated because her her cousins, um, in many cases, are double cousins, meaning that um, her husband or her father's brothers and sisters married her mother's brothers and sisters. So. Oh, my goodness. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so she's very passionate about food. She, she um, said, why don't we collect recipes from the oldest living Germans from Russia in German-Russian country, the three counties of Emmons, Logan, and McIntosh, and um, kind of synthesize it down, tell stories, and share recipes. So it really wasn't my brainchild. It was more Sue Belcom's, and she did a lot of interviews then with these people. And um, our first book was Eva Gassotz, and we uh, you know, we were told that nobody would buy um, a recipe book like that. It had stories and it has lots of history in it. It's just fascinating um, to hear these people talk about gr- their growing up time and how different it was from from it is now. And, and um, so we sold out. Uh, we were told there's no way we should order as many books as we did. And we would never be able to sell out. We sold out in record time, and, <laughs> and had to reprint. And so then we did another book, uh, the the Ready for School, and then we did another book, uh, um, the uh, Women Behind the Plow, that talked about their experiences on growing up on a farm, and um, and then we did assessment um, and Prairie Public did a a uh, documentary with us on on that. So you can go to YouTube and um, you can check out Good, and Good Eating in German-Russian Country and watch that documentary.
0: Carmen, isn't, um, isn't it interesting that people told you, don't print so many of these, people aren't going to want it, when, yeah. in, in all honesty, so much of cultures across the globe are tied to food. And the foods that they ate, and the foods that kept them alive, and so really, what you've done is these books. These books aren't just cookbooks, right? They're they're reminders of where we came from.
1: That's right, and and a strong reminder of the resiliency of these people, the strength. I mean, this is off topic of food, but um, you know, there's a story down in in Zealand where. Um, The Feist family, um, they lost seven children. There's little little gravestones in the cemetery down there. And uh, it was, you know, during 1918 um, when there was a, a flu epidemic. And, you know, can you imagine as a mother waking up every morning and, you know, Coning noses of those children that were still with you and having to get up and feed them and, and care for them. It's, it just boggles the mind, the strength and the resiliency of these people. We have a lot to learn from them.
0: Oh, indeed, indeed. And so, okay. If someone's listening to this and they're like, wait, hold on, like Germans from Russia, what type of food is that?
1: Well, It's different from the food that you would find in Germany. It's different from the food that you would find in Ukraine. <clears throat> but it has its basis in that. So what happened was the people, um, Catherine the Tsarina, um, invited people from Germany, which is her home country, to go to Ukraine and teach the the Russian people there how to um, farm and to you know raise raise good crops and so they did that and then she made them promises she told them you know you won't have to serve in the russian army you can keep your language you can you know um you you won't have to give up your culture and well fast forward you know down a, a century and her grandson changed the rules and people had to leave then or felt they needed to leave because um, they were no longer able to keep their, their language. They were no longer able to stay out of the military. And oftentimes they were kind of rigorously forced into the military. And so anyway, they they came here, and oftentimes with very little. They maybe had a trunk um, of clothing and maybe some seeds sewn into their the hem of their skirts. Um, but they didn't come with a lot. But they knew how to raise crops. They knew how to have those gardens, um, those bashtuns with, um, you know, fruits and vegetables. And they knew how to raise wheat. Um, And so out of that, they used what they had. They would get, you know, oftentimes they'd have one milk cow to help feed the whole family. And so they used those products. From what they grew and what they raised, um, the butter, the cream, the eggs, um, and made made food. So, nephla soup, for example, um, you know, I, there's there's so many recipes for nephla soup, but the basic part of it, nephla actually refers to buttons, and buttons um, are are the the product or the the definition of um, making these noodles that are flour, flour, egg, salt, maybe some baking powder in some recipes, um, water or milk, enough to make a stiff dough. And then once you have your dough made, then you add, uh, put together a broth um, that you know usually is water. Maybe some chicken bouillon or you've you've boiled a chicken and and saved that maybe some salt and pepper, um probably a bay leaf and um and then cream and so that's how you know the the recipe evolved because people you know knew how to grow and they knew how to produce um these animals and this food for their for their family, and they used what they knew they could grow. And so that's how, basically, Nephla Soup was just kind of an everyday, you know, sort of, of food that they could make because they had what they needed. Um, and then later on, of course, you know, they missed... These people came from the Black Sea area of Ukraine, and, and they they had orchards, they had... Um, very mild weather, probably, you know, typical to what we're experiencing right now. And so they came here and they they wanted to recreate the things that they'd had. And so they used um, rhubarb and made everything from rhubarb coogan to rhubarb crisp, rhubarb wine, uh, rhubarb schnapps. They made it all um, from what they knew how to grow.
0: And with us right now is Carmen Rothwald from the Tri-County Tourism Alliance in Napoleon, North Dakota. And we're talking about good German-Russian recipes. What was everyday staples to them is like the comfort food now of people like me who, you know, were born down there, grew up with German-Russian food. Um, Someone even texted in and said, do you have a good recipe for Coogan?
1: Oh, absolutely. Well, first of all, you have to understand that there's two different kinds of kugan. Yes. Which I didn't know. I grew up as a, a Lutheran girl in Mackinac County, and we had the fruit kugan, which was delicious. And in our um, in our book, Gute Essen, there's there are recipes for the fruit kugan. But there's also wedding kugan, which is um, you know the typical dough of the sugar, Crisco, cream, milk, flour, eggs, and then uh, baking powder. And then um, on top of it, you have, you know, um, the brown sugar and cinnamon and cream. Um, and that's, so that's a different kind. That's a, a Catholic version of um Coogan, the wedding wedding Coogan, the stuff that in this area when you go to a wedding reception and you walk in the door and you have a shot of red eye uh, that greets you <laughs> and then you and then you walk to the to the uh, dessert table or to the the reception table and there will be this wedding Coogan which is very thin, um, not a lot mm-hmm. of custard in there, um, just cinnamon and sugar and. So tasty, so, so delicious. So
0: good. That's the good mm-hmm. stuff,
1: <laughs> in my opinion. Yeah. That's the good yeah. stuff. <laughs> well, yeah, but the fruit coogan—I mean, that's hard to beat, too. You—you you think it of is. people like it is, um, Grandma's Coogan and Ashley, or Kimmy's Coogan and Zealand, or Model Bakery and Linton. They all make a fruit coogan right. that knocks your socks off.
0: They do. It's, Maybe it's, it's fruit
1: th- in a lovely cream yeah. sauce uh, custard. It
0: might be just the, um, you know, you don't have wedding coogan as much. So maybe it's like the, you know, because we don't have it as often as the fruit coogan seems a little bit more special sometimes (laughs) when you see it. (laughs) Or for someone like me, because it does seem like there are a lot of companies actually making the fruit coogan and they seem to be around a lot. Um, Okay, the the book, Gudis Essen, Good Eating in German-Russian Country, completely recommend it. It's on my shelf. I'm pretty sure, JJ, you have a copy, too. You betcha. And um, if you want to go to germanrussiancountry.org, you can find all about the Tri-County Tourism Alliance, but then you can also go to their store there. I see you can purchase it there. Is that the best way to get it, Carmen?
1: Well, you can, it depends on where you are. You can get it from Prairie Public. Um, They also have books. You can get it in Jamestown from the Dakota store. You can get it at the Heritage Heritage Center in Bismarck at the museum store. Um, You can get it from the Germans from Russia Heritage Collection at the library in Fargo. Um, You know, and there's a lot of local retailers in the three-county area that, that have it available as well.
0: Yes. Okay. Thank you. We we should have given a shout out to all those local people. So in Fargo, locally, if you're in the metro, you can go to the library. Is that the downtown library
1: that would have it? No, at the library at NDSU. Oh, at
0: NDSU. Okay.
1: Yeah. And go to the German-Russian Heritage Collection. Jeremy Kopp is the director there and you can just walk in the offices and and tell them you you want a good assassin, or tell them you want a german russian re- recipe book they can help you out
0: how perfect i love it thanks so much for being on foodie friday today carmen we appreciate it
1: well i've loved every minute of it and i hope that your uh, listeners will take a t- take some time to experiment with those different Kugan and Netflix soup recipes. Yeah, me and too. Kikla. And And, you know, And flesh Dibb- Oh,
0: my gosh. Yeah, we didn't even get to flesh Kegla. How delicious. How wonderful. Um, There's nothing yeah, better. Yeah. And Netflix yeah. soup is just one of those things where you do have to make it a couple of times and kind of get the feel for it. Like, oh, it's yeah, not, yeah. it's
1: not, it's a, it's a flow. It's, you know. Yeah, like your grandma's or yes. auntie's probably t- said to you, you know, you, You need it until it feels right. Right. Well, what does that mean? What does that mean? (laughs) Yeah. Exactly. But after you've made it a couple times, it makes sense. It does. okay.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I love the recipes. They remind me of childhood. Carmen, thanks so much for joining us here on It Takes Two. Happy Friday.
1: Happy Friday to you. Thanks so much. Bye